Deuteronomy chapter 8. We begin reading at verse 2. shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or no and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Amen. I want just for a few minutes this morning, I have chosen to title this, Can You See Now? Can You See Now? I was driven back to this text to go back and reflect, refresh my memory on this particular text, and I was driven by a recent trip that my wife and I had to the optometrist, the eye doctor. <laughs> and uh, those of you who have been around here for a minute, uh, that doctor is not new to us. We, we have to go see every once in a while the optometrist. And I, I went there. We, we, we got there and <laughs> drove up in front of the place. I, I'm convinced that me and Bev are going to go to that office one day and leave with a dog. <laughs> I, I'm convinced. But this time, they, they were just checking eyes. And I know the drill. I, I sat down. The nurse came in, did what she was going to do. Doc came in. So I know the drill. I've been there enough. Uh, he, he began to put the little things on my eyes. You know how they put them in front of your eyes. And start clicking them. And start clicking them. And he put them there and started clicking. And he said, uh, Mr. Haynes, when... I want you to read the, the, the first line that you can see. I want you to read that line for me. I said, okay. And uh, I waited a few minutes, a few seconds, seemed like minutes, and I sat there. And finally I looked up. He said, uh, I need you to read the first line <laughs> that, that you can see. And he clicked it again and clicked it in. I said, okay, I know the drill. I 
So I sat there and I was waiting and waited and I thought he had left the room. I looked up at him again. He said, you, you can't see none of those. <laughs> he said, you don't see any of those, do you? I, I said, no. So he began to click. He, he began to click and the more he clicked, every time he'd click, he can you see that? I said, I see it a little better. And he'd click a little more and click a little more. And after a while, I said, I see, I see a little, feel, see a little better. I'm saying all that because is there anybody here in this room that ever felt like God walked out of the room? Well, well. While you were looking and trying to make sense out of stuff, it's almost like God just left the room. But thank God, thank God, he, every time he sends you through another trial, that's a click. Are y'all hearing me? Every time you have to bear, it, bear another burden, that's another click. And the more he clicks, after a while, I can see it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Finally come to the point where you can see it clearly. One of the statements that we grew up around in my house, my mother would say it all the time. I found myself saying it in front of my children. God moves in a mysterious way. Are y'all hearing me? God moves in a mysterious way. I remember in my young life, I had so many questions about everything. And mama would always say, you just going to have to write that down and ask God. When you see him, you're going to have to write it down so when you finally see him, and I, I did it. I, for a while, I had a list of questions that I wanted to talk to God about. I, I, just, I just had, but I, I've come to find out my brothers and my sisters. First thing I realized is that when I finally get there, the last thing going to be on my mind is anything that went on in this world. I always wondered, though, Lord, why, why do so many things go on? I had questions that yeah, I wanted to ask God, and most of those questions had to do with God. Why do I have to go through certain things? I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. God, why didn't you stop certain things from happening to me? Most of the time, most of the time, my question had to be with God, why, why didn't you turn it around? Why, why, you, you saw me going into that, why didn't you turn around? I know you could have done that. Most of it has to do yeah, yeah, with God, why, why is it that you allowed me to put myself in a terrible situation? But as I have grown older and grown wiser and continued to mature in him, I have learned that God looks, and I've learned as I walk with him and talk with him, I've learned to look at God through a different lens. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, God will, will let you lead, yeah, the, uh, yeah, through, he'll lead you through trials, and he'll lead you to that, and every time he leads you through, it's another click. All at once, something else comes a little clearer. Every time you bear another load, it's another click. And all at once, you begin to see things a little clearer. See, first I've come to accept the fact that God 
is sovereign. Sounds like a big word, but all that means is God is big enough and bad enough to do what he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it and he does it, however he wants to do it. And then I got a little Hainesism on the back of that. He ain't got to run it by none of y'all. God is sovereign. Does what he wants to do whenever he gets get ready to do it. But not only that, as I've grown closer to his word, as I've gotten closer to his word, and, and, and that's really how you get to know God. That's really how you get a better understanding of God. You'll never understand God if you don't study his word. Are y'all hearing me? I, I've come to realize my brothers and sisters, and I've learned this in everyday life. The more you know about the author, the better you can understand this book. I just said something right there. I say the more you know about the author, the better you can understand his writing. But the one more thing I've learned about the author is the more I study that, the more I've watched him, I, 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 I've seen him, I find that he has already given us answers to a whole lot of our questions. But in order to know that, you've got to know what's in the book. You've got to know. Here in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 2, Moses, chapter 8, Moses, and verse 2, Moses is reflecting to the children of Israel. He's reflecting on them about the last 40 years. They've been out there in the wilderness. He's reflecting on what they have been doing, what happened over the last 40 years while they were in the, in the wilderness. For Moses now has been with them. He's getting old. He's getting ready to go home with the Lord. And, and, and he's about, they're, they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan River. He knows he's not going. So he's just reflecting on the trip that they've already been through. As Moses reflects, as Moses reflects, and as he instructs them, he helps me to understand the troubles in my own life. As he reflects to them and as he talks to them, helps me understand how come trials come in my own life. Let me take a moment, let me take a moment to look at what Moses is pointing out to them. Look at here at what he's saying. And the first thing that jumps out in text is that Moses wants them to know that the Lord is leading them. Look at, look at verse 2. Verse 2, remember how your Lord, your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. That's your first point. That's the first thing right there. Moses says, I don't want there to be any, 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 any misunderstanding about who's leading you. I know you're looking at me, but I want you to know that it is the Lord that has led you these 40 years. Look at the message. Look at the message. Look at the message. Your experiences over these last years have not been by mere chance. They have not been by happenstance. Every bit of it, God was leading you every step of the way. Am I talking to anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to know. You need to understand that, that every hill you had to climb, every valley you've been through, everything uh, that you had to bear, you were not alone. God has been leading you every step. Y'all ain't hearing this. He's been leading you every step of the way. 
In other words, my brothers and sisters, God has been overseeing your journey. David said it like this. David said it like this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He wants us to know that God is leading this thing. David also he also said he leads me in the path of righteousness. Are y'all hearing this? It is God that leads me through green pastures by still waters. Even when I go down in the valley of the shadow of death, God is still leading me. Jeremiah prayed, Jeremiah prayed, Jeremiah prayed in Jeremiah 10. He said, Lord, I know the way of man is not of himself. In other words, he's saying, Lord, I know that you've been leading every step of the way. But here in this text, here in this text, not so much as leading, but how God is leading. Right out the book, right out the book. Remember how the Lord led you. Is that in your book? Remember how the Lord led you. And my brothers and my sisters, if you study the how of God's leading here, you began to learn a strange and valuable lesson. If you look at how God leads, something strange about the way God leads. You see, my brothers and sisters, uh, you see that his way is a strange mixture of difficulty and divine intervention. That sounds like something deep, but it ain't. Let me say it another way. You'll find if you study it that God's leading is always a series of ups and downs. It's always a series of your getting in and he getting you out. That's how God leads. It's a, yeah, yeah, look at it right out of the text. His leadership is a mixture of hunger and provision. Look at verse 3. Look at, look at verse 3. He suffered them to be hungry, and then he would feed them. Is that in your book? Yeah, he let them get hungry, and then he would feed them. Read it, read it. He, 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 he'd put them in trouble, and then he'd get them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he let them put themselves in a mess. Sit down a little while. And then he would get them out. Led them into the wilderness. He led them into the desert. This is God doing this. Y'all listen, listen to this. God led them into the wilderness. Now, if the earth is the Lord's and it's full as they are, the world and they that dwell, if God owns everything, seemed to me like he would have led them in some trap, a tropical paradise somewhere. But God chose to lead them not into a paradise, not through a paradise where, where there was fruit trees and cool streams along the way. He didn't lead them through a place where there were nice shady trees. Look at verse, thir- verse 15. It says he led them through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water. Are y'all hearing this? 
Now, now bear in mind, now God, if, God, if God can open up the Red Sea and dry up land so that they could go on, and if God can wipe out Pharaoh's army with one stroke, are y'all hearing me? It seems to me that at least he could have killed a snake or two along the way. Are y'all hearing me? It, it just seemed to me, it, it just seemed to me, my brothers and sisters, uh, if he can do all of that, at least he could kill a spider or two, but he didn't do that. He led them right through the wilderness. And here, here's where I want to get to. Why doesn't God just remove all the difficulties out of my life? Why doesn't God, why, why doesn't God, especially for his own children, since he claims to love them so much, why doesn't God just take trouble out of our way? But, but check the Bible, check the Bible, check the Bible, my brothers and sisters, and you'll see that that just seems to be a pattern with God. Just seem to be a pattern with God. God has a pattern of intentionally leading his people through dangers, toils, and snares. Let me show it to you. Abraham finally got the son, 100 years old, finally got the son that God had promised him. And then God said, take him up to the mountain and kill him. Are y'all hearing me? Joseph's dream finally came true. His dream of, of being a great leader, it finally came true, but it didn't come true until he'd gone through slavery, until he'd been thrown in prison the time. Are y'all hearing me? Moses became a great leader that he was born to be, but he didn't get to be that leader until after he lived in the desert, out in the desert for about 40 years all by himself. Are y'all hearing me? David finally made it to the throne that he was anointed for, but he didn't get there before he had to run for his life and struggle to keep folk from... Are y'all hearing me? Paul had such an anointing on his life that he healed sick folk and raised dead folk. Yeah, the people wanted to make him even a small God, but then God, so that he wouldn't get lifted up above measure, God gave him a thorn in his flesh. Are y'all hearing me? A thorn in his flesh. Why? Why do we have to keep going through troubles? Why do we have to keep going through trial after trial if God has the power to stop it? If God has the authority to stop it, why, God, why do I have to keep going through this, I, I read my Bible. I know there's some war going on between you and good and evil. I, I know that the devil is your enemy, but why don't you just kill him and let's go ahead? Well, well. So, so all through life, so all through, through life, we've got this combination of ups and downs. Even safe folk, I don't care how safe you are. We go through this combination of ups and downs. God would lead his people through these periods of drought and hunger. And then he would miraculously provide water for them. Acts 
actually, yeah, yeah, he, he would uh, 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 miraculously give them food. Why does God do that? Why does he do that? What's behind this, this almost spastic behavior from God? Why do we go through this combination of difficulty and then for provisions? Well, let, let, let's look. It's right here in the book. Let's go ahead, go for the answer, and we'll go home. Look at verse 2. This is why you do it. This is why you have to go through stuff like that. This is why I keep clicking. This is why I do that. I do it to humble you. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't that deep. Yeah. To humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not you will keep my commandments. I put you in those situations. I put you in those deep, those dark spots. I put you in that troubled place uh, because uh, I, I want you to know what is in your heart. Now, don't, don't get it twisted. These trials don't come so that God can know what's in your heart. He already knows. They come so that you can know. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, your ups and your downs. It ain't so God. God ain't learning nothing about you. He made you. They come so that you might know what is in your heart. You see, my brothers and my sisters, in tough times, in tough times, we really get a glimpse of where we really are spiritually. It is in our trials, it is in when our burdens get heavy that we really get to know who we, I ain't talking about the Sunday morning you. Are y'all hearing me? I ain't talking about Sunday morning. That's some, yeah, the truth of the matter, brothers and sisters, really, let's be honest with you. This is the biggest lie you'll ever see is Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, that, that's why, that's why I, I, I get so tired of hearing folk just sort of breaks my nerves the wrong way. Folk tell me, I just think you ought to be real. I think you ought to be real. No, you don't. I just, I just think you ought to be real. No, standing there with all that weave and makeup on talking about being real. Real? Real is what you wake up with in the morning. Are y'all hearing me? Real, real is what your breath smells like when you woke up this morning. Real is what your hair looked like when you got, that's, that's real. I was traveling, I was traveling, I was traveling not long ago, I was traveling and Got to my room and got up and got ready to go to my meeting that next morning. I realized I had left my brush and my comb. <laughs> Y'all know I didn't go to that meeting. I, I, no, I, I had to go to the store first. Are y'all hearing me? I, I, there's no way in the world I was going to show up with a meeting with my hair looking like, are y'all hearing me? That's real. 
I said it this morning. My we're going to say it now. Somebody going to tell anyway. Me and my wife traveling one time. We were getting ready to go. Got everything all packed up and about to hit the road on the way out. Getting down the road. My wife was driving all at once. The car just stopped. <laughs> Honey, what's the matter? She said, I left my makeup at home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't come, don't come at me talking about being real. No, 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 no. You got better sense and you got better manners than to come out and let folks see real. But, my brothers and my sisters, it, it is when we are going through tough times, when we are going through bearing burdens, that we're closer to seeing who you really are. Oh, my brothers and sisters, don't, don't come to church looking for folk to be. Are y'all hearing me? Anybody can do it for a couple of hours Sunday morning. Huh? I'm talking about finding you Friday night. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? What's real? See, my brothers and sisters, the thing is, in good times, in good times, we, we think we all of that. In good times, we, 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 we think we're way up there somewhere. There, there, there are some things that you will never know about yourself as long as sailing is smooth, as, as long as there's no turbulence in your water. There are some things you will never know about yourself as long as you are doing smooth sailing. All of us look pretty good as long as that thing is going right in our lives. But that ain't the test. The test of who we really are. The test of who we really are. If you really want to know who you are, really want to know what you got on the inside, then you got to let God put you to the test. Are you hearing me? You don't really know who you really are until the pressure is on. Why I'm always amazed. You've heard me say this before. I'm always amazed when you get ready to buy new cars for your, your, your new tires for your car. You go to the store and they got these nice shellac tires. And they're hanging up on the wall and they've polished them up and they look real good hanging there on the wall. And they'll take you through and show you how much tread they got on them. And they'll show you how beautiful that tie is and how that thing. But the problem is I ain't going to take that tie home and hang it on the wall. Are y'all hearing me? I, I ain't going to buy a tie to take it home and look at it, how pretty it is. No, I'm going to put it under the weight of my car. And then I'm going to drive down the highway. And my, my, my grandson said about 65 miles an hour. But I'm going to drive it on dangerous roads, dodging holes and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't want to know how pretty it is on a wall. I want to know whether or not it can keep me safe while I'm driving up. And Are y'all hearing me? And that's my brothers and sisters how you find out what we're really all about. Take us off the wall. <sighs> Get us out of our Sunday clothes. Put us in a real situation. That's how we find out who, what we really are. Everybody, my brothers and sisters, when we show up here on Sunday, we're on display. Everybody looks good. Everybody's celebrating. All of us are happy about what God can do. All of us are blessed and highly favored. All of us are too blessed to be stressed. But when God leads you through, 
God leads us through these experiences so that we can realize that, no, you ain't all of that. You still got to depend on me. He lets us go through stuff so that we don't have more confidence in our flesh than we do in his spirit. I'm trying to help somebody here. Yeah, you, the, the, that load you're just carrying right now is so that God will teach you and he's teaching you right now that you got to depend on me. If you could do anything about it, you'd do it right now. But you got to wait until I move. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse 5 lets us know that it's all about discipline. He uses the word chasten. God leads us through these tough experiences to discipline us. You gotta chasten us. These trials that we face now are, are preparing us for where we're on our way to. Y'all, y'all missed a good shout right there. What you're going through right now is preparing you for where you're on your way to. Let me say it another way. Where you are right now ain't where you're going to end up. Somebody ought to shout. You're sitting there with tears in your eyes right now. I've got the authority to tell you that ain't where you're going to end up. Right there, you can't hardly hear what I'm saying because of something going on at home. But I come by to tell you that where you are right now ain't where you're going to end up. Somebody ought to bless the Lord up in here. Experiences. The experiences that God is bringing us through today are preparing us for blessings he has for us tomorrow. But look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, so that in the end, it might be well with you. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. The reason why you're going through all of this hell, the reason why all of your load is so heavy is so that in the end, it might be well with you. I do it so you won't lose your mind when you finally arrive. Y'all ain't hearing me. You see, my brothers and sisters, yeah, the greatest obstacle to blessings in our lives really ain't the devil, but it's our own propensity to pride. Y'all ain't hearing me. We blame it on the devil, but it ain't the devil. Or sometimes uh, when God blesses us, we lose our minds. Oh, Every time God blesses us, he takes a chance of losing us. So God says, God says, I got to strip you. I got to strip you of yourself. I've got to strip you of your dependence on yourself so that when I finally, so that when you finally get what it is that I have prepared for you, you'll know where it came from. I just said something right there. I, I, I got to put you through this. I got to put you through this so that when you finally get what I got for you, you won't lose your mind and think you did it all by yourself. Look at, look at, look at verse 12. Verse 12, he says, less when you have eaten and are full and have finally built your big house, when you get your hands on some silver 
and the goal that I have for you, are y'all hearing me? He says, if I don't strip you of yourself, you will get caught up and forget that it was the law. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, yeah, and let me help you out. Let me help you out here. Ain't nothing wrong with having stuff. Ain't no blessing in being poor. Are y'all hearing me? There ain't nothing wrong with having stuff, but you got to understand uh, that when you get it, God wants you to know where it came from. Are y'all hearing me? He says, if I don't put you through something, if I don't do, look at verse 17 and 18. It says, you will say to yourself that I did all of this with my own strength. It's right there in the book. He says, if I don't let you go through some things, if I don't let you learn how to bear burdens, you will believe that you did all of this by yourself, by your own strength. Are y'all hearing me? You will believe that everything around me is because of me, and I'm all of that. But God says, no, I'll take you through hell and high water. Are y'all hearing me? I'll take you through rough places. I'll take you through places of need. I'll take you through places of hardship. But then uh, if I do that, when you finally make it to the other side, you won't stick your chest out talking about what I did. You won't stick your chest out talking about how good you are. If I do it like that, when you finally see the light of day, you'll come out saying, if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Are y'all hearing me? When I do it like that, when you finally make it to the other side, you'll come out saying, I thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for my journey. Yeah. You brought me. Are you hearing me? You brought me from a long, long way. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, when he does it like that, he's developing in you and I an attitude of thanksgiving are you hearing me so my brothers and sisters uh, when he does it like that when he lets you carry a load a little while when he allows you to walk in dark for a little while don't know which way to go then uh, he realizes that once I pull him out and allow him another chance to go down to Salem church he doesn't have to have a worship leader. Are y'all hearing me? If I do it like that, if I let him get back to Salem one more time, ain't nobody got to tell him when to say amen. Ain't nobody got to tell him to high five his neighbor. Ain't nobody got to tell him y'all ought to stand up and praise the Lord. When I pull him out from there, yeah, he comes into the house. Yeah, he comes with the hands already in the air. Enter into his gates uh, with thanksgiving uh, and in uh, to his courts with praise. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, when he does it like that, uh, I come in here yeah, with a mouthful of praise, uh, ready to bless his holy name. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, don't you think I'm losing my mind? Yeah. I ain't losing my mind. I just remember. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. Somebody might say, you know, he act like he crazy. Yeah. No, I ain't crazy. Yeah. But I know where the Lord has brought me from. Are y'all hearing me? I'm not losing my mind. 
mind But I remember the time That he could have killed me But he let me leave I remember the time That he pulled He could have pulled the cover off But his grace And his mercy Are y'all hearing me? I remember the time Oh my brothers And my sisters When I think about Where he brought me from When I think about What he brought me through Are y'all hearing me? I come into his presence And I say thank God Thank God For all that he's done Let me help somebody Maybe going through right now But my Lord Is getting us ready Y'all ain't hearing me He's getting us ready For that great day Yes He's getting us ready For life down here But this ain't the end He's getting us ready For life On the other side That's why he sent His only begotten son And I thank God That living He loved me Dying He saved me Buried He carried My sins all away Rising He picked me up And then he freed me forever And one day One day Oh yeah One day Yes He's coming back He's coming back Yes The Lord has given me my share of ups and downs. But I'm glad that I know that he's getting me ready. Getting me ready for that great day. Yeah! Great day. Great day. Great day. When the righteous are marching. Great day. Yeah! Thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And today, 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 he wants to prepare you for the place he has prepared for you. If you're unsaved, I want to invite you to come now. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, now is the time that you need to be moving. If you're unsaved, if you will just turn your life around now, change your mind right now, let me invite you. If if you're already saved and need a covering, now's your time, now's your time. You ought to be moving right now. This is your time, this is your hour. Somebody ought to be moving.